Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Bringing you the latest from the world of sports, DFS, and gambling. With over five years of hot takes and millions of downloads later, I guess he's been doing something right. Now, sit back and listen to one of the sharpest minds in the game. Here's your host, Dwayne Callender. All right, folks, so this came earlier than I was expecting, although I wasn't paying that close attention to the MLB playoff schedule, but all four wildcard series were sweeps. (laughs) So we have the ALDS. Um, Rangers went over to Rays. Um, Twins over to Blue Jays, who could not buy a hit. Uh, Phillies took care of the Marlins, as expected, and... Yeah, Brewers blew multiple leads against uh, the Diamondbacks to get swept as well. So, yeah, we, we've got uh, D-backs, Dodgers, Braves, Phillies, Orioles, Rangers, and Twins, Astros. Um, I'll just be perfectly honest in terms of uh, the thoughts uh, because uh, we're going to give some quick thoughts and then we're going to get into some uh, football picks uh, ahead of the uh, Sunday contest. So yeah. Um, Orioles Rangers, the O's again, I had my suspicions about the O's as a one seed because usually when you're a young team and you play with house money, it's like, it's easier when you're the one seed, you kind of get more pressure on you. And this is a really young team that came a year too early. In my opinion, I thought they were going to get knocked off by who, whomever won this Rays Rangers series. So, and as a best of five, I still like the Rangers. If you look at the rosters, the Rangers are the veteran squad. They have the more veteran pitching. Like, all this, like, stacks towards the Rangers. So, I, I got to take the Rangers side of this equation. Although, the O's, again, they'll be slightly favored because of their home squad. But if you look at the rosters, I, I think the Rangers have the better roster. Twins, Astros... I mean, the Twins basically got a free pass against the Blue Jays. Um, the Astros are not what they were. 
their bullpen is in shambles. Uh, their starting pitching has been pretty sus at times, uh, outside of Framber um, and Verlander. So it's basically if those two can't get it done, this becomes a five game series. If they both get wins, this is a four four games or less series. It, it's pretty straightforward. I, I think um, the Twins have to get a split in Houston in order to uh, make this a five game series. But if they can get the split. Things get interesting because, again, the more that Astros bullpen gets used, it's it's a it becomes a very dicey situation. Braves Phillies, the Braves. I told you guys from the outset they were my pick to win the World Series uh, when I did my season preview, however many months ago. Now, I haven't changed from that. I, I still think, uh, you know, the Braves are the team to beat. The Phillies can knock off the Braves. They have the hitting to do so. They did it last year. They have the confidence to believe that they can do it. Uh, you know, and they have the pitching staff to do it. They have the deeper pitching staff, to be honest. The Braves, you know, outside of Strider, they aren't healthy from a pitching standpoint. The Braves can be gotten to. The question is, can the Phillies do enough to extend this series because if Strider doesn't win game one, this series shifts dramatically towards the Philly side because of the fact that Strider's only going to be able to pitch twice. Where are the other wins coming from if Strider doesn't get at least one of the first two games? Um, because at that point, you're bringing Strider in on short rest for game four. I, I think the Braves are in a dicey situation. If this is a seven-game series, I, I'd still pick the Braves. Five-game series, I have less confidence in the Braves because of the lack of timing Strider's going to get to rest. Because if Strider had a seven-game series, he could pitch three times. It, it'd be a stretch, but with the extra rest days that in between, he would be able to get three starts in. Five-game series, only two starts. That's what makes this so uh, tricky in general. And then finally... The D-backs and Dodgers. I'm going to say this, and I said this before. I'll say it again. Uh, like, from the outset of this show, this show is about calling out things that are irrational that major media will not say. Clayton Kershaw is the biggest fraud in baseball history. I've never seen a guy get so many free passes for getting his ass handed to him in big spots. Clayton Kershaw is going to get that ball in game one against the Diamondbacks, and he's going to get ripped. I, I'm telling you now, he's a left-handed pitcher. Christian Walker loves hitting lefties. The D-backs are pretty good at hitting lefties. Even Corbin Carroll being a lefty still hits lefties at a decent clip with power. Clayton Kershaw does not get over some of those strikes that he gets away with in the regular season against better hitters in the postseason. He's going to get lit up in this first game. And then the Dodgers are going to have to face the decision whether or not they bring him back on short rest or go bullpen game. And I think they, if they want to win this series in a five-game series, they're going to have to go bullpen game. The less Clinton Kershaw comes out, they should have had, uh, when they announced Bobby Miller's the starter for game one, I said, give me the D-backs uh, all day long. Uh, to me, people are going to come across shocked that Clinton Kershaw got shelled. And the media and the fans are going to be like, what are you talking about? This is 
what what he does. I I can't be any clear about that. The Dodgers still win this series because of Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts. The Dodgers will win in five, but with Kershaw starting game one, they've just given away the first game of the series, in my opinion. Like it's gonna take the D backs imploding uh with their bullpen to lose game one. They are gonna have a decent lead against Kershaw to start. They're gonna jump on him early, probably get him out before the fourth inning. That's the long and short of it. Like I I would take the uh I would take the D back side in the first five innings and cash your winnings and we go from there. If the rest of the game pans out for the D backs, great. If not, um you know, at least you cash the first five innings. But the Dodgers are going to be favored in game one with Kershaw on the mound, and it's a complete mistake. There's no other way of saying it. So I'm going to take a quick break, and then we're going to get into the NFL action uh, right after this uh, with my pick. So uh, stick around. Don't go anywhere. The Fantasy Throwdown Podcast will be right back after our sponsors pay the bills. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome back to the show. Hope you got your popcorn ready. All right, we are back, folks. So to start off, uh, let's just cover the London game. That will not be on the main uh, DFS slate, obviously. But we got Bills, well, Bills technically being the host. uh, And Jacksonville playing their second London game um, in as many weeks. Uh, Bills, five-and-a-half-point favorites. This should be the Bills all day. But the caveat is, do we get... Because they crushed the Dolphins. So you would say that they're going to crush Jacksonville. But we have these brain cramp games from uh, Josh Allen. And it makes you question the level of focus that this Bills team has. I liken this game to when they lost to the Vikings... And you knew that they should beat the Vikings, yet found a way to lose that game. I'm still taking the Bills side of it, but it's not going to shock me if Jacksonville somehow wins this game because it's in this weird London environment. Your your, your schedule's disrupted. Jacksonville's already been there for the entire week. So they've been acclimated. The Bills, they're coming off the high of beating the Dolphins. And I can see them looking past Jacksonville. It would not shock me in the slightest if the Bills found a way to lose this game. But if the Bills stay on point and play the way they should, they're going to beat Jacksonville by 10-plus points. But that's the caveat to this game. Which Bills team shows up? If the Bills team that shows up that is looking to win a Super Bowl and is prepared, they're going to win this game pretty handily. If it's the Bills team that's been screwing around uh, with games and not being focused. They can find a way of losing this game. It, it, you know, and it, again, it's one of those where 
it's kind of highly variant as to what team you're going to get because I don't even think the Bills know uh, what team they're going to get week to week. So it uh, makes it very tough uh, to get acclimated um, from a betting perspective. I'm probably going to stay off this game because, again, it seems like Bills uh, the Bills side would be easy, but uh, it would not shock me if they uh, they... They screwed the pooch here. Baltimore. Whew. Going to Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. Uh, Baltimore were four and a half point favorites. Speaking of teams that are inconsistent. It, the Ravens should be looking better than where they are. I don't know what to make of this Ravens team. They're three and one. But I've not been impressed with any of their wins. Just being perfectly honest, they found they have found ways of keeping teams in games that they probably had no business being in. So it, it's uh, the caveat of I I could see the Ravens winning this game, but I could see it end up being a field goal game. I hate the Steelers team with a passion, so I'm still taking the Ravens side because Kenny Pickett's hurt. It's looks like it's going to be Trubisky, but. The Steelers' offense with Matt Canada looks absolutely horrendous still. Uh, there's just no... There's not a great feel for what is exactly um, what they're trying to accomplish. I, I don't really know what to make of this Steelers team. Um, the defense looks to be on the right track, um, having a rebound. But in terms of execution-wise, offensively, they are a complete another mess. So... Um, taking the Ravens side uh, from a pick standpoint, betting this game, I don't like it at all. I, I think the Ravens just find a way to win by a field goal, even though they should probably beat the Steelers by two touchdowns, the way the Steelers' offense is playing right now. Moving on. Carolina going to Detroit. Detroit in half-point favorites. Detroit is going to put up points on this Carolina team. The only question is, can Carolina find a backdoor cover? I think, uh, you know, even well, because uh, it looks like as though Amaran St. Brown is not going to make the game uh, with an abdominal issue. Uh, Jameson uh, Williams has been ruled eligible to play with his gambling suspension reduced. The Lions, far more talented than uh, the Panthers, who are recovering from that rule. To me, this is a straightforward cover. Uh, yes, the line's a little high, but realistically, this line should be closer to 12, and, 12 or 13 points. Uh, just Carolina has too many issues on offense, and defensively, they can't stop anybody. Uh, in the Dome, Detroit should be able to run all over the field where they want to be. Next up, Houston and Atlanta. Atlanta, one-and-a-half-point favorites. Shows you how little confidence the books have in Atlanta. Uh, bringing the line down from uh, three, which is where you normally would have most teams start off with um, being the home team. Houston should be able to move the ball against the Falcons. Uh, C.J. Stroud continues to impress me. Uh, that offense moves around uh, pretty well. He's making uh, proper read progressions, uh, throwing intermediate passes and deep balls uh, 
he's been able to do it all. So he's your atypical rookie quarterback in that he's been able to make the throws. The only guy I've seen in recent years look even more close to that um, would be Justin Herbert. But, um, yeah, from my standpoint, this this seems as though it's a pretty pretty straightforward in my opinion. I do like the Houston side of things. I think they're better than Atlanta. I think Atlanta's going to run the ball quite a bit. Um, Bijan Robinson is one of my favorite fantasy plays, as is uh, uh, the Detroit passing options without Amara. So Sam Laporta is my top guy from the Lions side. And then from there, you'll see Josh Reynolds and Khalif Raymond. But Laporta is my priority pick. Um, he's 5K on DraftKings, but I think it's still too cheap without Amara in in the lineup. Uh, that that kind of got baked into the pricing this week uh, uh, for all intents and purposes. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that was... Actually, I was giving a DFS play for um, Detroit, but uh, uh, on the Houston side, I, I do like Dalton Schultz, uh, but I... From a passing standpoint with C.J. Stroud, I do think you can go with Nico Collins and um, Tank Dell. Um, pretty condensed route tree. Uh, yes, Robert Woods will get a couple looks, but it's really those four guys, and Woods is a distant fourth in my opinion. Um, Damian Pierce will catch one or two passes out of the backfield, but primarily they're going to hand the ball off to him and let him do his thing. Um, yeah, so between Carol, uh, so between Detroit. And Houston, those are going to be my favorite plays from a DFS standpoint this week. Um, a lot of these games, I'm betting uh, on, but uh, I'm not necessarily uh, going to be that heavy on them from a DFS standpoint. One of them being New Orleans and New England. New Orleans, one half point underdogs to New England and Foxborough. I said this before, I'm going to say it again. Someone's going to have to prove to me that Mac Jones isn't Daniel Jones's Far less athletic, but infinitely more knowing little brother. Uh, I don't see the appeal of Mac Jones. I, I, I think he's a bust. I think he has a terrible attitude. I don't think he meshes well with the Patriot way. I think it's a culture clash, and eventually they're going to have to make a move one way or the other. He got benched last week. Might get benched uh, this week if uh, the Saints defense shuts uh, down the Pats the way I think they will. I think the Saints are... Uh, an overlooked defense on DraftKings uh, at 3K. But, you know, uh, I do like the Tennessee defense at 2,400. But, um, yeah, outside of that, I don't like fantasy pieces in this game. I think it's a pretty low-scoring game uh, with uh, New Orleans uh, uh, ultimately prevailing over uh, the Patriots. Moving on, we've got Tennessee and Indy. I'll be honest, uh, don't really love this game either. We have the return of Jonathan Taylor, who signed a contract extension with the Colts, but there's not much to this game. I think Tennessee finds a way to win this game, but again, not a ton of uh, value across the board in terms of picks. Uh, I just think Tennessee, uh, as the underdog, I'd rather take the Tennessee side of things that uh, they find a way of uh, winning the game, and uh, yeah, we 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 kind of go from there. But um, 
But um, yeah, I don't uh, I don't really see much else uh, tied to this. So you know, it's uh, it's pretty it's pretty straightforward. I I, I don't I don't really see uh, much else uh, to kind of uh, go past in terms of uh, the matchup. I, I think it it is what it is. Um, I think Tennessee grinds out yet another win, but I don't think it's an impressive win. I, I do think the defense uh, does enough to slow down Anthony Richardson, and we kind of go from there. Um, I don't, yeah, it's Jonathan Taylor back, but I think t- Titans defense takes care of business, and uh, we kind of go from there. Finally, for the one o'clock games, we have my New York Giants against the Miami Dolphins. Okay, let's just be blunt here. The Giants completely pissed the bed on Monday Night Football against the Seattle. Like, this season's over. Um, you're going against the fastest team in the league, and you can't even tackle Noah Fant on Monday Night Football, and you think you can tackle uh, Tyreek Hill, Boster, Achan, Waddle? You think you're going to tackle those guys, and you can't even tackle Noah Fant? Like the Giants, not only have bad form, they take the worst possible angle to tackle someone. So no matter how you slice and dice it, the Giants are consistently bad at what they do on defense, and there's no getting around it. They got a bunch of rookies; they don't know what the hell they're doing. You got some veterans playing out of position. They look awful everywhere, and the offense can't move the ball, nor can they block. But Danny Jones threw one of the worst interceptions of the season for a pick six to kill the game. He was directly responsible for 14 points for uh, Seattle in a game that was decided by two touchdowns. Uh, what else do you want to say? It's like Danny Jones cost him that game, but man, everybody sucked in that game. Everybody sucked. There's not a nice thing to say about the Giants. So, they're going to get smoked. The only question is, how badly do they get smoked? Because I do see Miami covering the 10.5 spread. The only question is, if Miami plays clean, they're going to score 50-plus points. If they don't play clean, they're going to score somewhere in the 30s. So, depends on if the Giants can actually get some turnovers. I do think... It's possible that Miami, even with that Bills game, kind of looks at this Giants team as a pushover and still comes in a bit flat. And maybe that gives the Giants a bit of hope. But realistically, when Miami gets styled in, that second half going to look rough for the Giants. And they, did I did I remind you guys again the Giants can't tackle? Can't tackle. Like, almost seems like a foreign concept to them if you watch the film. Giants are horrendous at tackling. There's going to be a lot of yards after catch for the Miami team. And, uh, yeah, out of the backfield, just as dangerous to hit a home run. Like, the Giants are in a lot of trouble uh, tomorrow. So, that's all we got. So, I'm going to take a quick break, and then we'll go into the 4 o'clock games and then talk a little bit about Sunday night football. So, stick around, folks. Don't go anywhere. The Fantasy Throwdown Podcast will be right back after our sponsors pay the bills.
Welcome back to the show. Hope you got your popcorn ready. All right. So with the four o'clock games, we got Philly traveling to LA to play the Rams. Uh, Philly four point favorites. I don't necessarily like this line for Philly. I think the Rams can cover here, and I I'm feel more confident about playing uh, the Rams in a teaser situation and just add the points on. Uh, I, I do think you can get uh, uh, a decent uh, value there where you know you tease up the line, but I, I think uh, the Rams can hang around enough with their defense, and they can still score points. Uh, I mean, Philly can play well and, you know, uh, get the W, but I do think this is uh, presenting some opportunities for uh, using uh, using that, uh, using them in a teaser, and, uh, yeah, just kind of going at it that way. And to me, that's the way I would play it. It's like, I think you can tease... Uh, you can tease the Rams with the Steelers. And if you want to do a three-team teaser, um, you can throw the Titans in there. So if you do Rams, uh, Rams, Steelers, and Titans in a three-team teaser, uh, I have no problems doing it that way. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I do think this Rams team can hang around with the, the Eagles. Uh, but uh, it's... Uh, it is interesting um, where uh, uh, where things can um, line up, but um, yeah, from my standpoint, uh, I don't really love this game from a DFS standpoint. Like I said, I, I think the Rams defense can play well. Philly's priced up. Um, I do think you can play Puka Nakua at seventy seven hundred, even with uh, Cooper Cup back. Nakua it opens up more avenues for him to create. And I do think Cooper Cup, um, them allowing him to come off immediately, tells me he's healthy. So you can stack Stafford, who's only like 5,700. You can stack Stafford with Nakua or Cup and not do a run back because I think Philly's too expensive. You can do a run back with um, DeAndre Swift, but I I just think that the Eagles are too pricey outside of Swift, who's 6K. But the issue with Swift is the goal line carries are still going to go to Jalen Hurts, so he's going to vulture some TDs. Uh, You know, it's just a little bit tough to get there um, with the Philly pieces, so I'm not enamored with this game. Another game I'm not enamored with, the Jets and Broncos. Holy crap. Uh, Whew. Two offenses that are absolute train wrecks. Um, Broncos favored by two and a half. How is Zach Wilson getting respect? Like, I, I think it's just the fact that everyone hates this Broncos offense, that they think the Jets defense will turn over the Broncos or score a defensive touchdown because, you know, as bad as the Broncos defense is played, it could still get negated by how poorly Zach Wilson can play. Um yeah, Vance Joseph has been terrible as Broncos defensive coordinator. Uh, the same squad was uh, top five defense. Now they are basically bottom three. Uh, the less said, the better on the Jets side because I think Zach Wilson brings everyone down. You can play both defenses here. Uh, 
Broncos defense is priced up. The Jets are also pricey, um, but not too pricey. So I think they're either twenty seven hundred or twenty six hundred on the Jets side. It's worth taking a shot. Oh, or actually, no, I think they're twenty nine hundred. Sorry, um, makes the extra couple hundred bucks makes it a little bit of a difference. But you can take a shot with the Jets defense. But again, um, I know people are going to go to Brees Hall. I will have some of Brees Hall in my player pool. I can't see Brees Hall making my main lineup. I I just don't trust uh, the Jets' offense to give him enough touches to be my number one back. Because I'm definitely on Achan, and I'm definitely on David Montgomery um, uh, for the Lions. So that's kind of where I'm at uh, with uh, Jets-Broncos next up. We've got uh, Arizona and Cincinnati. Arizona going to play zone against Cincy. The question is, um, you know, from my perspective, it's uh, it's going to kind of come down to what Joe Burrow we get. People say this is the healthiest he's looked. I just don't want to stake my bankroll on... Uh, Joe Burrow being healthy. Uh, Because uh, Jamar Chase is really popular this week at 7,900. Like, yes, when everything's healthy, he can absolutely shred this Arizona uh, defense. And my, lest we forget, the Cardinals are tanking. So it's not as though they're going to actually make defensive adjustments to stop um, Jamar Chase. The issue is, can... They block up front because Joe Burrow is struggling to move and he's using a lot of arm strength to throw the ball instead of lower body. I just have concerns about where uh, things are lining up for the Bengals right now. If he's healthy, this is a completely different game and, you know, the Bengals roll. The line being where it is, and the Bengals only being favored by the hook, um, the, th- the three and a half hook. It, it's it's kind of telling that no one really knows how healthy Burrow is. Nobody knows. The Vegas doesn't even know. So it, it's it's a dangerous proposition. I just don't feel like rolling the dice. Uh, will I keep Chase in my player pool? Certainly. He just I just can't see a scenario where I'm ever playing Jamar Chase uh, in my main lineups uh this week uh i just i just don't think it's worth the risk and then finally with our game of the afternoon we have the kansas city chiefs traveling to minnesota to play kirk cousins and the vikings it's not 1 p.m folks it is 4 p.m kirk which is when you start worrying about kirk cousins and what (laughs) what he's gonna do in the national spotlight i don't I don't. I should preface this. Um, Chiefs are favored by five and a half. I don't love the line for the Chiefs. I do think you can get a backdoor cover from the Vikings because I don't think the Chiefs will ever have a great answer for um, Justin Jefferson. They're just going to try to survive him as much as they can. So I think there's a very real backdoor cover situation. But I do think the Chiefs are going to be ahead at enough points in the season that uh, people will say it's a comfortable Chiefs win. 
I just think that there's a very real chance of a backdoor cover, which makes me not love this game from a betting perspective. From a DFS perspective, I think it's just exposure to Kelsey, some exposure to Justin Jefferson, and you call it a day. I, I don't think the rest of these guys are worth uh, spending on an, uh, spending on a, a main slate where you have so many other options. Um, just not where I'm looking to go. Um, pretty much, it's like I, I can't. I just, I just don't love this game. So for Sunday night, we got uh, 49ers Cowboys. Uh, may not be able to get to a showdown slate uh, for that one. Uh, do I love the Cowboys' chances here? No, I think 49ers win. Three and a half is too cheap of a line. I think the Niners take care of business against the Cowboys. And I, you know, again, and it's a boring build, but Christian McCaffrey and a captain makes a whole ton of sense um, with Brock Purdy, who's going to dump off to him, too. So he compliments. And then, you know, you, you figure out what pieces can kind of go together with uh, uh, with the, the, uh, the squad. And, you know, again, I, I think... This is going to be one of those uh, showdown slates where it depends on if they make it a Debo night or a Kittle night or a Uke night. They can go attack from a couple of different places. But I think the the consistent constant is uh, Christian McCaffrey, who should end up scoring the most raw points. Uh, but uh, I think that's the way to go. So I'm on uh, the San Fran side. I don't think Dallas's defense matches up that well against San Fran. I think um, the 49ers will be far more physical at the line of scrimmage, punch them in the mouth a bit, rough them up, and get the W. Um, so, yeah, the, I, I think that line's too light. I think uh, you can be far more aggressive betting San Fran. Uh, that's, uh, I, I think that's probably going to be my favorite play of the week outside of uh, trying to pick on the Giants, sadly. Um and then for Monday Night Football, uh, Green Bay, two-and-a-half-point favorites over Vegas. That Vegas defense is horrendous. Green Bay's issue is they can't block um, for Jordan Love, but with Vegas struggling to even generate pressure, much like the Giants, um, this should be a relatively comfortable spot for um, the passing game. And I, I'm leaning more towards... Uh, Green Bay figuring it out, put themselves in a good spot, and yeah, just get WN covered to two and a half. Uh, that that's pretty straightforward to me. So that's gonna do it for me. I would say uh, pay attention to the Dodgers game. Um, like I said, Kershaw, I fully expect to get rocked. NFL Sunday should be interesting. Uh, Amaral's uh, should miss the game. Uh, makes the Detroit pieces far more valuable. And then we got to go from there. So, um, yeah. yeah. Have a good one, folks. And until next time. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all major outlets. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.